You're listening to KRDO News Radio, and we are talking right now in the aftermath of the mass shooting at Club Q in Colorado Springs with Denise Winnen. She is the Director of Programs for Colorado for the Gill Foundation. Denise, first of all, thank you for joining us on, on what has been a very tragic time in our community dealing with the aftermath of this. We don't know the motive of the perpetrator of this crime, but at the same time, the community has to feel targeted. Can you tell us a little bit about the conversations that you've been having as the word of this shooting spread? Well, I think that Club Q was one of the few places in Colorado Springs where the LGBTQ community really felt safe and felt comfortable to be themselves and uh, really just a very comfortable, safe environment. And they're really shaken to their core. Honestly, a lot of the conversations today about, you know, now this place isn't a safe place. They feel that it's been an attack on them personally, even if they weren't there. Um, it just felt very personal for people. And I think in the coming days, the the seriousness of it for lots of folks in our community is going to be very profound. Because we're talking about not just those five families, but also the families of those who were wounded and themselves the victims who were wounded as well as anyone who was in that club or attended that club. I mean, this has serious repercussions for all. It does. And I think, you know, there are friends of people who were there. There are people who just intuitively know that this was a safe space and that this was an attack on the, um, what felt like an attack on the LGBT community. And I think that, you know, what we see is that there has been an increasing spike of attacks against the LGBT community uh, in general, uh, especially from some of our community leaders and elected officials. And that is just fomenting more hatred, more violence. And it, it takes a toll on people, especially when you have such a horrific event and people lose their lives. And at the same time, you have hate speech, which at one point had been more moderated on social media platforms such as Twitter, which now Twitter's uh, owner, Elon Musk, is saying he's going to be perhaps lifting some of those safeguards and allowing uh, people that had been previously banned back on the platform. Is, is that the step in the wrong direction from your point of view? Yeah. I think that uh, there's always a question about balancing free speech, but I think in, in, in this case, you cannot allow a community of people to grow and become more and more emboldened in their hate speech, which then translates into public attacks, things that actually harm real people, parents, kids, I'm very worried about all of our kids, the, the fact that many of these attacks now take the form of uh, real harm with children. Um, we saw that during the last uh, gubernatorial campaign where parents were being encouraged to go into schools, 
you know, with this Furries narr narrative, which really was a direct attack on trans ch children and young adults. And so, you know, these kinds of comments in the public square, the kinds of hatred, the kinds of calls for violence, the kinds of a really horrific language and, and assaults that are happening on people in social media end up translating into real life harm. As a cis person, what can we do uh, to support the community that may be feeling vastly more fearful today than they were yesterday? Uh, I think you know, if you know someone who was directly impacted by this event, making sure that they have supports around them, making sure that they have mental health, both in the short term and the long term support. Sometimes the full impact of an event like this doesn't happen for several days or several weeks. So making sure that you're checking in on them, making sure that they have access to resources um, and help them get there if they need to. I think that, you know, for, for the other thing that we can do is we can call on our elected officials, we can call on our community leaders to really call out this hateful language that leads to violence and discrimination. We cannot normalize it. We cannot make it be the norm of what we see in everyday discourse and everyday accountability. And I think that our elected leaders have so much influence that they could wield in, you know, at the bully pulpit, if you will, to help really say this is not okay in our community, that we really need to be concerned about safety and violence, and you must speak out against it. And I think that, you know, cis people need to be able to be really strong allies and you need to use your public voice. Is there uh, a level of irony you're seeing in some elected officials who have not been shy about sharing certain um, certain opinions that might fly in the face of tolerance now expressing uh, their shock and their horror and sadness at this? Look, I think there's a lot of communities that have been targeted in social media and by elected officials that are used as convenient punching bags. And then when something horrific like this happens, you know, people stand back and throw their arms up and send thoughts and prayers. And I think, you know, with this type of gun violence, with the kinds of gun violence that we see in schools, thoughts and prayers are not enough. It's time to take action. Our communities must feel safe. And it's not okay for people to use real-life families, hard-working Coloradans, as punching bags for political gain. Finally, Denise, I know there is a fund that uh, the Gill Foundation is directing people uh, to donate if they feel so moved. Uh, what's the, how do people find out about that? So I think a lot of people are familiar with Colorado Gives Day and the coloradogives.org website. Uh, we, we often are a very generous community and give to nonprofits um, at the end of the year through this Colorado Gives Day. Uh, and Colorado Gives um, has uh, worked with a group 
Colorado Healing Fund. It's a fund that is specifically set up for these kinds of circumstances where they raise money for an event like this and then work with victim services organizations to get hands directly into the uh, money directly in the hands of people who need it. So whether it's some of the short-term uh, kinds of costs about uh, you know, maybe helping families get on a plane and get out here if their loved ones in the hospital or if help with funeral services to longer term considerations around medical and mental health care for those that will be recovering. And so we're really encouraging people to go to coloradogives.org and look for Colorado Healing Fund. And that's the primary focal point that we're urging people to use for immediate donations to help the victims and families in this uh, terrible event. Denise Winnen, uh, Director of Programs for Colorado for the Gill Foundation. We thank you for sharing your perspective, and uh, we appreciate your time. Thank you very much.